Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's podcast about all things mental health. We're doing a load of special episodes at the moment to help us deal with coronavirus and lockdown and all this scary stuff that's going on. Today we're talking about re-entry anxiety, which is specifically the kind of fear and worries around going back to, like, air quotes, normal, in terms of going back to work, going out in public, and why that's such a scary thing. We're going to be talking to Dominique Canticlio. She's a sophrologist at B. Sophro Clinics and the author of The Life-Changing Power of Sophrology. She's going to be talking to us about why re-entry anxiety happens and how we can deal with it. Okay, so Dominique, thank you so much for coming on Mentally Yours. Um, I wanted to chat to you today about re-entry anxiety, which I think is kind of a new term for most people. So can you tell us a bit about what re-entry anxiety actually is and why it's relevant with lockdown easing and things going back to normal? Yes. Um, hello. Yes. So um, re-entry anxiety is really linked with uh, the phase we've just had of lockdown and how we are going to um, go back to kind of a new normal, as we call it now. And um, the negative anticipation or the stress that people can feel in relation to going back to their um, their lives. Um, perhaps, you know, a fear of, of, of being sick um, or contracting the virus because you're going out more, um, perhaps having difficulty to um, deal with new rules or new way of of doing things in your daily life because there's still the virus around. Um, you know, all you can have all sorts of anxiety that uh, being around people again or, um, you know, all these anxiety we can experience about going back to our, our usual life or just also, you know, the fact that people are just don't want to go back to their old life. You know, there's a certain amount of anxiety because 
potentially people want to change the way they um, they live now because they've had time to reflect and they're dreading the idea of going back to a, the same pace perhaps or meeting the same people or being in the same context for their job. I think that's a really good point because for so many people they just assume oh like finally lockdown's over that must automatically be a good thing but for some people I think you're saying it's not that great of a thing it can be really scary why is it that for some of us it will feel really daunting while others can just go okay great we can go back to normal yeah I think it's it's everybody is different so first of all there's no right way or wrong wrong way to experience this phase it's it's new for everybody and it's quite actually normal to have a certain amount of anxiety um, I think um, being a little stressed about the situation is on certain, in certain way quite healthy because having a little bit of stress keeps you alert. Yeah, It keeps you, um, makes you think about washing your hands uh, or being careful when you talk to people in terms of keeping some sort of little distance. But when it becomes... A trouble is that when you've got um, a high degree of anxiety, which um, prevents you from functioning properly in your daily life. And I think, as you said, we, we are not all equal um, in front of um, the lifting of, of lockdown. So people who've had a psychological issue before are more likely to feel more anxious. People who have uh, perhaps a condition uh, that makes them more um, mentally um, sensitive might uh, experience more anxiety. People who have been on the front line and have seen and have encountered a lot of difficulty and some degree of trauma, of emotional trauma, can also find this time more difficult um, to, um, you know, to go back to a more normal life. How can you tell when, you know, normal anxiety and normal stress becomes kind of a problem or a cause for concern? How can you tell the difference between that? Yeah, I think it's a degree, you know, I think some anxiety at some point in our life. I think we've all experienced uh, when there are new situations that we have to do or something that's really important to us and it's just contained to an evening or to a specific moment of the day uh, once in a while. Um, I think this, these are experience we do in life and they're not negative. If someone is struggling with re-entry anxiety and it's becoming debilitating what can they do how can they deal with that okay so as a sophrologist I always want to be on the safe side so I would say if if this starts to be overwhelming the first step is to talk about it to a friend to your GP uh, to ask for help yeah I think we are in a time where uh, people have all experienced uh, different emotion and um, different situation I think you know it's it's gonna be very welcome that you, you that people are sharing about their anxiety. So talking to your GP and and understanding where this anxiety comes from, um, because there's many many causes of anxiety and many different style of anxiety as well. So I think it's it's important to put a name on what the person feels. 
so that then we can have the, the right approach in supporting that person. And then I think, you know, if you can, um, if you, if you want to do some more of like a self-help approach, which is what I'm um, an expert at in sophology, I think first of all, it's, it's to accept, you know, it's to accept that you are experiencing anxiety in this moment in time and that it doesn't mean you are going to be anxious for the rest of your life. Um, it's a signal, yeah, and it's a signal for us to acknowledge. Um, uh, it's 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 also um, a time, perhaps a good time to um, uh, make some change in daily life, yeah, because this anxiety might tell you, "Look, I'm not comfortable with this." So maybe respecting the pace at which you decide to go back into your daily life if you can, you know, you're not forced to see all your friends the first week after lockdown. You can actually verbalize that you have a certain amount of anxiety to a friend and say, look, I'm, I'm not totally ready. And I think as soon as you can acknowledge this for yourself and verbalize to people, you will be surprised that people actually do understand because they are, we all faced with the same questions, yeah? I think it's also, uh, yes, tell me. You, you want oh, no, to go ahead. Keep no? going. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I think another way of dealing with anxiety is really, you know, from a practical point of view, being a sophologist, I, I really recommend people not always trying to find a solution with their mind because anxiety will will make you wonder and make you ask yourself so many questions that can't be answered because it's almost um, a biological state you're in, a state of agitation, a state of stress. And this state is, is not a place to find answers. So I would say, if you are anxious, use your breath, use some relaxation technique, use some visualization. That's what I, I talk a lot about in, in my book uh, about sophrology and that uh, it teaches us to stay in the moment and to work with those feelings and sensation and thoughts that we have um, when we're anxious, but, but not in an intellectual way, more in a phenomenological way, which means here and now and, and going with that and transforming that through a simple practice, yeah? If you could tell us a bit about what sophrology is, because I think for a lot of our listeners, maybe myself included, I'm not entirely sure what it means. Yes, yeah, so sophrology, it's, it's a mind-body practice for self-development and stress management. It's, um, it's a really well-known practice in continental Europe, uh, notably in France and Switzerland, where I come from. And it's, it's been used for more than 40 years, notably in hospital, um, and it's reimbursed by the Swiss National Insurance. Um, and it's a really a simple technique that is a blend of Eastern practices like yoga and meditation with Western science. So you actually practice simple exercise in your daily life, based on breathing, based on relaxation, based on visualization and a little bit of movement to help you 
balance your nervous system, to help you find the strength and resource within you to uh, cope with what you feel and the world around you. And um, for me, for anxious people, this is often a, a very valuable way to um, to help them with anxiety because um, you know when you're in that state of anxiety uh, there's not a lot of things that actually can help you yeah so being more aware and working with these sensations is in a simple way can really free yourself from these um, tension yeah with your work in sophrology, have you noticed that any of your clients are talking about kind of common sources of anxiety around coronavirus and lockdown? Yeah, I think there's a lot around what the future holds at the moment, you know, like people have had some time to reassess their life, uh, what is important to them. And at the practice, we've really noticed a shift in the, the request we've had. So before people were wanting to solve one issue, uh, perhaps sleep or um, a specific preparing for a specific event or, or having to deal with a relationship. But now they, they are coming with a more holistic question, like the bigger question, what am, what am I doing? Am I ready to carry on in the same way? And they, 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 they are ready to, it feels like at least in, in our practice that, that people are ready for the bigger question and they are ready mm. for bigger change. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it can be a very painful time, but at the same time, um, you know, I'm always trying to see the bright side of life. And I think it's also a time where there can be a lot of positive change that we can implement for ourselves our loved ones, our work, our relationships. So I think something yeah. you said there about not knowing what the future holds is I think will resonate with a lot of people. How can we deal with not knowing and being really uncertain about what's coming next? You know, I think are we ever certain of of what's coming next, you know? I think we never know. Even whether there's corona or or not, I think we, we tend to feel more in control at certain time of our lives. But are we truly in control, you know? <laughs> That's the big question. Um, I think we are not. We are, we are to a certain extent of what we can control in this moment in time and act in a positive way every moment of the day. But, um, but I think this time really teaches us to remain more present and and cultivate a sense of gratitude for, for, for what we have in this moment in time and, and, and work on our ability to, um, to have a sense of hope for the future. You know, in sophology, we talk a lot about this feeling of hope. Um, do we choose to see the future in the eyes of hope or do we choose to see the future in the light of everything that's in the news, yeah? So if we watch the news, of course, all day long, the perception we're going to have about the future can only be a disaster, yeah, <laughs> honestly. But uh, then it's about choosing, yeah? What, what, what do I decide to, um, to, to go forward? How do I want to go forward? And I think if we become clear about 
what we value, what is our personal purpose, how do we contribute in this world and stay centered on those topics rather than just the events, uh, then we can start to build something more positive and, and stay grounded and stay centered. Do you have any kind of techniques or exercises that people can try if they are feeling overwhelmed or worrying about the future? Yeah, definitely. I think if you, um, you know, in sophology, we we use this combination of relaxation, breathing, movement, and visualization. And there's, there's loads of examples on, on my website, in my book. Um, there's guided session you can you can follow. Um, and and I'm, I'm doing a lot of Insta Live. I've, I've been doing regular Insta Live three times a week during lockdown. And because I felt people were so overwhelmed and so stressed, um, so this had had a huge, um, you know, people were really happy with that because it's a simple way of gathering and and doing something positive all together. So, yeah, I would recommend people to just explore, um, explore sophology and these exercises and see for themselves how, how it helps them. Yeah. Can I be cheeky and ask if there's one exercise that you could share with us that we can learn? Yes, um, I think a good way to start uh, is really to focus on the awareness of the body. Yeah, because a lot of us are really um, very much focused in the mind, especially if we, we're anxious, we tend to be caught in the mind. So we have uh, one exercise that's uh, quite powerful in sophology where you start standing and you close your eyes, you take a moment to tune into the presence of your breath and uh, bring the breath more in the tummy region or the abdominal region rather than the chest because when we're anxious we we tend to breathe only with the chest yeah so it's good to learn to breathe with the abdomen as well and then what we do is that we we i'm gonna describe the exercise to you so we we clench the fists we um exhale we inhale we hold the breath and then we simply uh, do a little pump exercise, um, just bringing the, the shoulders up and down um, towards the ear and then back. And once we hold the breath, we do that little pumping exercise, which uh, brings a lot of sensation and oxygenation to your brain. And then you exhale. And when you exhale, you release completely and you, you release your arms down and you release your posture. And you can sit after that and listen and let your body settle again. And when we release the arms standing, we can release all the negative tension, all the stresses, the anxiety, consciously working with that through body awareness. And that's often a great way to just refocus in a different way and, and center your attention on your breath and on your body rather than in your anxious uh, thoughts. And that's not too difficult either. You could do that before going into work if you're heading back into the office or if you're just at home and feeling overwhelmed. Yes, exactly. And there's loads of different exercise like that where we also do some head rotation whilst we hold the breath. Um, there's like simple breathing exercise with the abdomen or, or simply lengthening your out breath. Yeah, If you're sitting in the tube and getting really nervous about your surrounding you could even without having your eyes closed you could 
focus on exhaling with your mouth in a very slow uh, way, even if it's in your mask, you know, you, you can do that and really exhaling uh, um, slowly and consciously for a long period of time before you, you breathe in again. Yeah. So because that will naturally calm the nervous system down and that's something you can do on the go. If you've been struggling with any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a ring on 116-123. You can also find them online at samaritans.org. You can find us online. We have a Twitter account, which is at MentallyYRS. And you can also join our lovely Facebook group, which is simply called Mentally Yours. See you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.